Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. I think we've been doing something for about six or seven, seven, this is actually my eighth Sabbath here. Can you believe that? You've, you've had me for eight weeks so far. So uh, yeah, I'm having a good time too. I love you guys. This is so fun. So we've been going through the values of the church and I know you're masked, but would you just say them with me? Here at Whole Life, our values are love, acceptance, forgiveness, grace, the Bible, worship, Oh, wow, you even know participation, even though we haven't talked about it yet. That's awesome. Way to go. We're talking about that one today. I'm really looking forward to it. But I know the question that all of you are thinking, you're thinking, man, Ken, what a great series. I'm glad I've been reminded about the values. But honestly, I don't know if I'll probably remember them next week, right? I mean, I hope I will. But if you're like me, you have kind of a short-term memory. Um, And uh, I've got good news for you. Before you leave today, we have a gift that we're going to give you. It's a little token that we've made. It's the same on both sides. And when you leave, you can take this token and it has our mission and our values on it. And I love these things because what I do is I I keep them in my pocket. And whenever I reach in, I, I will sometimes feel it during the day and I'll think, oh yeah, and I'll pull it out. I'll take a look at it and reminds me the values that I want to be living by as a family member of whole life. So we'll have those at the doors when you exit today. Just if, and what I want you to do is if you want to try to live those values, not that if you're going to be perfect at it, but if you want to try to live those values, if you want that to be a part of your life, go ahead and take a token. If you're not interested in it, don't take a token. No problem. Nobody's going to be judging. Just if you want to remember, grab it. If not, no worries. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about participation today. I pray that you'd be here with me, and I pray most importantly that you would speak. Speak to your people and let them hear what you have to say. pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, so we're talking about participation, and I really, I'm not going to try to prove to you why participation is important. I think most of us kind of get it, right? Most of us kind of get that we should probably participate in the life of, of our family, You know, if you're a part of any family, you know that participation is kind of a part of being in a family. And church isn't any different, right? We're a family. So participation is pretty important. So I'm not here today to try to shame you, guilt you, or prove anything to you. Today, rather, I want to extend an invitation to you. And I'd like to do it to, to start with with a clip from The Chosen. You may have noticed I've been using clips from a really amazing Bible series, uh, TV series. It's not on TV, but it's a TV format um, called The Chosen. If you're not familiar with it, get familiar with it. It is phenomenal. It's called The Chosen. And if you want to watch, it's, it's the story of Jesus. It's the story of Jesus. It's from the Gospels. It's incredible. It's based on the Gospels, but it delves into the characters and the people, and it's just phenomenal. I just 
can't recommend it enough. If you want to watch it for yourself, the easiest way to do it is just to go to the App Store or Google Play and download the, the app. All you have to do is type in The Chosen. And to start off our talk about participation, I'm going to show a clip from The Chosen. Here it is. Matthew. Matthew, son of Alpheus. Yes. Follow me. Me? <laughs> yes, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? You want me to join you? Keep moving, street preacher. Do you have any idea what this guy has done? Do you know him? Yes. Listen, I said to you. What are you doing? Where do you think you're going, guys? Let me go. Have you lost your mind? You have money. Quintus protects you. No Jew lives as good as you. You're going to throw it all away. Yes. Chose you either. But this is different. I'm not a tax collector. Get used to different. I'm glad we passed by your booth today, Matthew. Yes. Shall we? We have a celebration to prepare for. You will regret this, Matthew. What's the tablet for? I grabbed it without thinking. I can put it back. No, no, keep it. You may yet find use for it. Where are we going? A dinner party. I'm not welcome at dinner parties. Well, that's not going to be a problem tonight. You're the host. Don't you love that? Have you ever considered the honor it is that God has chosen you? Jesus call to follow him is just as real for you today as it was for Matthew or Peter or James or John or any of the other disciples. Jesus has called you to follow him. It's what we call participation. It's not as complicated as we want to make it. And yet it's the hardest thing that you can possibly do. Jesus puts it this way. Then calling the crowd to to join his disciples, he said, if any of you wants to be my follower, You must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, you'll save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Jesus calls you to follow him. 
I want you just to think what that means. To follow somebody is not to have to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. It's just simply to follow what that person is telling you to do. Jesus' call to you is not complicated. It is hard. It is hard. Because Jesus says something that blew the minds of people in those days. The worst thing that possibly could happen to you would be to take up your cross because that would mean death in a, in a rather difficult way of dying. And so Jesus extends the same invitation to you today. He says, come follow me. But know that it's not always going to be easy. In fact, it's going to be hard. I think sometimes pastors try to get up front and try to sell you that the Christian life is, is, is rainbows and unicorns and all kinds of wonderful things. And the Christian life is a wonderful thing, but it's not an easy thing. Jesus never sold it that way. Jesus said, count the cost. Participation always costs something. It always does. Whenever you participate, it takes something from you. You have to give. And sometimes it doesn't feel like what you're getting back is meeting what's going out. So I'm not here today to tell you that participation is some easy thing or that it won't cost you something. Now I think about our worship team that was up here this week practicing for you. They're in quarantine now because... They were trying to do what Jesus was asking them to do in their life. The people who came up here had to quickly make some changes to their plans. The people in the back had to make some changes to their plans so that they could do. Participation always costs you something. And that's what makes it so special. When you look back on it and you realize what happened, you think, wow. That's amazing. It's amazing how God took what I thought I was giving and gave me so much more back. may not feel that way right away, but in the long run, it, it gets there. The other thing I want you to understand is that your participation doesn't need to match anybody else's. Jesus calls you to follow him. Peter had that kind of an issue when he was right there at the end, right before Jesus ascends back. Jesus has been resurrected. He meets Peter on the beach. He forgives Peter on the beach. And then he tells Peter, by the way, you're going to kind of die in a similar way to me. And Peter looks back and he sees John over his shoulder. He goes, well, what about that guy? And Jesus says, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. Jesus is calling you to participate. And that participation is not going to necessarily look like the way I'm participating. And it's not necessarily going to look like the, like the way that your, your parents are participating. He's calling you to follow him. And he's going to ask of you what it is that you can best do for the kingdom. So don't be looking at what the people around you are doing or not doing. Do what Jesus said. As for you, you follow me. You know, we um, are going to be doing 
some really cool things in the next week or two here. And I want to invite you to consider the possibilities of participation at whole life. The first way that you could participate is financially. I'm not one to get up front very often and ask for that from you because I believe that each one is called to a different way of participation. For some of you, financially supporting our ministry is a great thing. I happen to think all of us can support in some way financially, but I'm not here to tell you what it is. That's between you and God. You follow God where he's asking you to follow. You know, this year, our our tithes and offering from this church are down pretty significantly. We could use some help, but that's between you and God. That's your decision to make, whether you feel like the mission that this church has is worth supporting or not. And I, I'll just leave it with you, because I've found in my life that when God's in charge, he does a lot better job at fundraising than when Ken's in charge. But I want you to think about the blessings of financially giving. I know in my life, um, there have been some really tough times financially. And during those tough times, we've always made it a point in my family to tithe the money and to give money to help the local church that we're in. And amazingly, I've never had to declare bankruptcy. There were some times where I didn't know what I was going to do, but God's always seen us through. So I just want to encourage you that if God's calling you to do it, if he's asking you to follow, he'll see you through, okay? The next thing I want to encourage you to think about is volunteering here with our local church ministries. We saw that last week with Vacation Bible School, right? We had so many people that showed up and volunteered and did some amazing things here. We need you. Our kids need you. Right now, we're having a hard time finding people who are, who are able to help with our children's Sabbath schools. I'm not saying you're called to do that. I'm just saying that's an area that we could use some help. We need help with our audiovisual. We need help with, with so many different things around this church. There's so many things that, that need to be done and can be done. And beyond that inside things, it's the ministries that we're doing to the outside that have my heart the most. You don't have to do something that's already been done. I had two different people come into my office this week and say, hey, I have a burden for something that's not happening right now. And I said, awesome, because I think pastors' jobs are not to do all the ministry. Our job is to resource, empower, and support you as God puts his call to follow on you. The next thing I want you to think about is volunteering in our community. You know, as a pastor, one of the things I like to challenge myself to do is do something beyond what I get a paycheck for. That's hard, right? Because as a pastor, a lot of what I do could be considered volunteering a lot of the time, right? So in the la- right before COVID, Rashawn and I had made a decision that we wanted to get into our community and really do something that I wasn't going to count as work time, that was going to be volunteering. And so we volunteered with a local organization. We both are passionate about education. And this local organization went into low-income Um, areas of the city and provided tutoring for kids there. And so we found two wonderful kids that we tutored. And that was probably one of the hardest things for me to leave because it was a really incredible experience. And it was a reminder, these boys didn't have a father. And it was an incredible opportunity for me to be there to not just teach, but to be a man in their life. 
there's so many. That's just, that's my experience. That's where God's called me to follow. Where in our community is God saying to you, hey, what would you be willing to do that doesn't earn you anything and doesn't pay your bills? Think about it. The next thing I want to encourage you to do is think globally. What I've found is that when we start thinking about what's happening outside the borders of the United States, we suddenly become more thankful for what's happening inside our country. We quit bickering about some of the things that are really quite trivial when we look outside the United States. I think about all the mission trips I've been on. I've been on a number of them. But one that really stands out to me was when I was in um, in Thailand and we did a water project for them. There was a well on top of a mountain and there was a village that was about a mile away. And the women of that village would have to walk twice a day, a mile up to that well, carry water back and forth. I can't imagine, can you imagine, like you turn on a tap and it's there. And I will never forget, never, ever, ever forget the the look in those people's eyes the day that they got to turn the tap in because we had built a gravity-fed water system into their village. And they, you would, it was like Christmas, your birthday, every, the Super Bowl. It was everything for these people. I mean, it was, it was monumental. It completely changed their life. There's so much good that we here in the United States can do for the rest of the world. We need to help the Orlando community. We need to help our Florida community, but we have to do something more. We have to think even bigger than that. And that's one of the reasons I'm super grateful that we are going to be partnering up. We're going to be partnering up with um, World Vision and talking to you a little bit more about some global opportunities that we're going to get to have. And I want to show you uh, a video that World Vision has has put together and then I'm going to give you a challenge right after it. Say to those on his right, come, you are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you give me something to eat. I was thirsty and you give me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When do we see you a stranger and invited you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When do we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. The Matthew 25 challenge was a transformational moment for my family and I. There's one particular day when the challenge was to sleep on the floor. And I walked by my daughter's room. and She was already there on her sleeping bag, reading her Bible. The Matthew 25 challenge was an incredibly spiritual experience for me personally. God was teaching us different things every day and sharing it with each other was really exciting. Well, when it came to the Water Day Challenge, three words come to mind, caffeine, withdrawal, headaches. Going without coffee all day was a lot harder than I thought. I'd get these headaches, but every time I did, it would remind me of the six kilometer walk that women and children have to do to get unclean water. 
my first thought was, this will be easy. I grew up missing meals and sleeping on the floor. But my daughters, not so much. They were challenged to come out of their Wi-Fi life and actually experience what kids around the world experience every single day. What I wanted to ask you to do is take out your cell phone right now. All right? Will you please take out your cell phones? And I'd like you to open up whatever your texting app is. All right? Once you have that open, great. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, We're going to go ahead. I don't know what I did, but I... Oh, there we go. That's what I did. There we go. Once you have it open, I would like you to, to open a new text. And I'd like you to type into that text, or I'm sorry, what I'd like you to do is type in uh, the, in the area that says where you would send the message to, you're going to type in 56170. So you got that? I'm doing it with you. I haven't done this yet. Probably should have practiced it. But I was afraid if I did, then I would say I couldn't do it. So we're doing it all together right now, right? That's cool. Okay. Now, a couple of you are like, before I do this, I don't want to. I want to know what I'm going to be getting. This is. This might be a little scary. What you know? What exactly am I going to get if I do this? What you're going to. What's going to happen is, starting on Monday, you're going to receive a couple texts every day, and those texts are going to be a little bit of a devotional for you. They're going to be kind of a worship for you. There's going to be some videos involved, but there's also going to be a challenge every day. And the reason why I'm so excited about this is because as I'm inviting you to participate today, you're going to have the chance all week long to participate and think about the needs in the world. That's all. Just think about the needs that are out there and to give your life over to Jesus to ask him, how are you wanting me to follow you? None of us are here to tell you how to do that. But what I think is that these devotionals are really going to help you think clearly about what God is asking you to do. So how are we doing? You've typed in whole life, M25. And uh, once you've got that typed in, which I'm doing with you right now, you're just going to hit send. Once you hit the send button, they're actually going to respond to you in a couple minutes, if not quicker. Like, wow, I already got mine. Did you get yours? Okay. So... What they're going to do is they're going to ask you to opt in. And what I need you to do is to opt in. So follow the directions that they have for you there. And I promise you this week is going to be unbelievably transformational in your life. It's going to be transformational. You know, I often, I had a question asked to me by a student. I teach a religion class um, most weeks. And I had a student this week that asked me the question. They said, so why is it that the Bible says that some people get a bigger reward in heaven and some people seem to get a lesser reward in heaven? That doesn't seem very fair or godlike or, you know, I mean, what's the whole thing with that reward thing? And I think that the really fascinating thing about that. Yeah, if were you like me, you grew up and you were going to Sunday school or Sabbath school, and they would talk about stars in your crown, and you know, you know, if you did if you did all the things you're supposed to, you're going to get all these rewards and things like that. If you take the time to really study this out, the really amazing thing is that the rewards that we get in heaven are not material; they're relational. 
the way that uh, the way that uh, that Paul puts it is this: After all, what gives us our hope and joy, and what is, will be our proud reward and crowns? We stand before our Lord Jesus when He returns. It is you. That's why we participate. It's because what we know is that the reward that we get in heaven isn't streets of gold or wonderful things to eat. The reward is to see people there who we had a small part in helping them on their journey with Jesus. That's the reward. And that's why some people will have a greater reward and some will have a lesser. And it's not God punishing anybody. It's just your choice. Because the great reward is the people that we have ministered to, that we've been there for as we participate. And that's why participation is an important part of this church family. The reward is relationship. Because in Jesus' kingdom, it's always about relationship. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church and our podcasts, Speaking of Grace and its companion, 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians, all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.